0: what is up everybody happy saturday uh when we are recording this and welcome to the first episode of the tales from the honky tonk podcast i'm one of your hosts jay wolf
1: and i am your other co-host tyler Lovell.
0: yeah so tyler uh so this is our first episode uh in this episode we will be going through uh the country news from the week new songs new albums that have dropped um From there, we're going to go into some top fives from some country legends, and we'll get into those later on. We'll conclude every episode of our podcast with a beer of the week, uh, so you guys can know which beer to be trying, which beers that we like. Sometimes we'll be talking about Blue Collar work, Small Town Life. We just really want to make a podcast about growing up around country music and where we're from.
1: Getting trash at your local small town bar. (laughs)
0: yeah uh tyler can tell you that he enjoys captain and cokes at small town bars quite mm-hmm. frequently um yeah
1: the cheaper the better
0: so without further ado let us trans transition into country news from the week new songs and new albums um tyler do you want to talk about the new Luke Combs song
1: i liked it um listening to it uh, at first, it, it started off. It sounded a little sad, not gonna lie to me. And then uh, it got better the more you listened to it. Uh, obviously, I believe it's about a guy who is overcoming alcohol li- or being, or excuse me, overcoming alcoholism. Is at least what I think I gathered from it. But towards the end, it's it's more uplifting. I I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was a it was a good song. Um, definitely one, one. I only listened to it once. Um, on my first listen, I'd say it's in the upper echelon of Luke Combs songs. Uh, yeah, I only
1: listened to it once, and I thought it was one of his better songs, especially better of the more recent songs he's done. Yeah, not that his, his recent work has been bad or anything. Just I think that one was probably one of the better ones.
0: Yeah, I agree. Going so Going
1: you, Gone is another one of the newer ones that I also really like.
0: Yeah, so here on the podcast, when we rate songs and albums, we're going to rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. But just saying 1 out of 10 is very boring. So the, our scale is going to be... Of Jose so Tyler, how many rounds of Jose Cuervo would you give Joe by Luke Combs?
1: This is a higher number better? Yes. i'm assuming okay yeah, i'd give it probably
0: mm,
1: i'd give it about uh
0: seven
1: six or seven
0: all right six or seven God. rounds of jose cuervo that's yeah. pretty good all right and other country music news um this friday dropped dirk Spentley's, uh new album gravel and gold um so this is our new country music pickings. Dirk Bentley gravel and gold came out. This is um, his he's been in the music business for quite a while. I was reading up on this cause I have, can remember growing up listening.
1: Yeah. I remember to being Bentley. really young and listening to him.
0: Yeah. His first album came out in 2003. Uh, so that's 20 years of music had the smash hit. What was I thinking? And to this day, a lot of people are still asking what, are we thinking of what we're doing? Um, yeah, so Gravel and Gold pre- was preceded with singles Gold, Same old Me, Cowboy Boots with Ashley McBride, and High Note with Billy Strings. And I'll be honest, I thought that pretty much all the singles were skippable except for Cowboy Boots. I thought uh, Cowboy Boots was great. Ashley McBride is normally very good with uh, songs that she is on. Uh, we'll talk more about one one of her new songs later. Um but yeah I thought that was a good song. Uh highlights from the album for me were the production on Sunsets in Colorado. It sounded like a very country-esque sound. Um I enjoyed the instrumentation in it. I thought that was a big highlight for me. Uh also the writing on something real. Uh there's some simple lyrics in there, some really cliche lyrics, but it's contrasted with Dirk's wrestling with Wanting something deeper, like just complex emotions, like wanting something true that he can hold on to some firmness uh, is a constant theme in that song. Another highlight uh, I thought was the song Still, and I just wanted to read the chorus uh, for you guys, is it says, When there's no peace to be found, I head for hallowed ground. I still feel at home up on some lonely hill. In the blink of an eye, my head's clear as the sky. Like the trees with no breeze, my heart is still. Where the world's the way God made it, still. So I like the play on still, where it's talking about stillness, but also still as in it's the same. Um, I thought it was really good imagery there, really clever. And then my other big highlight that I wanted to highlight was the song Beer at My Funeral. I thought that was really funny and classic country-esque silliness and wittiness, and I actually think it has anthem potential i can see a lot of uh people in concert or whatever when that song comes on just belting out if there's no beer at my funeral i'm not gonna go and yeah just classic country imagery wouldn't you say tyler
1: yeah i haven't listened to the album yet so i don't have much to comment on i can probably comment better in the next episode
0: yeah uh no oh oh, sorry go ahead
1: sorry um I know for a while I haven't really been listening to Dirk Bentley's newer stuff because I think after Burning Man, I really did not like Burning Man. So that kind of turned me off from him for a while. That plus, the that I don't listen to the radio anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dirk Bentley's had a really interesting career arc because he has had steady hits throughout his career, but he really blew up again, kind of, uh, with drunk on the plane, or at least that's what it felt like at the time. And then that was followed by uh, Bernie Man. Man and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, some low points I thought singles mostly uh, was not a big fan of three out of four of them. And basically it's a, I believe it was a 14 song album. So that's almost a fifth of the album. And there's some of the other cuts that I wasn't terribly huge on, but I did think it was overall well done um production on something real that was one of my biggest griefs the song to me was so close to being a gem but the production on something real doesn't like i wish that there was more like acoustic-y more uh raw more real sounding instead of like it just sounded a little too overproduced for the subject that it was talking about i did appreciate the themes that i noticed in uh gravel and gold and maybe this is just me coming up with the themes but you see gravel kind of represent that small town life where it's like this thing that Dirks is kind of longing to go back to in this simple life. But at the same time, it also represents brokenness Um and like, which makes sense. Like gravel is like not connected. Right. So it's like broken and then gold is Nashville. So it's like this glitzy, like more uh, in the spotlight life that he is kind of wanting to get away with. But it's also uh, on the flip side, wholesome. So there's a, can't remember which song but there's a part where he talks about someone making him like after he's like been broken like turning him into gold and basically making him whole so that you see that both have negative and positive uh imagery and subject matter i would give this a six um a light six rounds and yeah so that's my talk talking about ashley mcbride one of the artist that's on the singles uh she had a new single come out called light on in the kitchen and it gave me major humble and kind vibes uh i really like the song i've listened to it several times uh are you referencing
1: the tim mcgraw song
0: yeah yeah so it gave me a lot of those vibes where she's giving this all this advice and then concludes like each like set of advice with um saying and leave the light on in the kitchen so i really like that i give that an eight that will be a contender for my early song of the year and then another news, yeah i thought it was that good in other news uh teenage dixie by muscadine bloodline dropped Uh, i haven't listened to it completely so i can't really give it a score but it's trending towards a strong seven in my opinion the album and then now that will bring us to the new Brad Paisley song. Tyler, do you want to comment on that? Um,
1: I didn't. I thought it was a well put together song, but a lot of the stuff he like talked about in it, I just really didn't resonate with. So, with like for me, it that kind of gives it a lower score. I think oh, I'm not saying it was a bad song. I think it was well done. It was just I don't know. It was a little slow for me. I'm not usually one for the slower songs. I like the more upbeat and more kind of like faster songs, especially cuz those more so remind me of like summertime and driving around with the windows down, the radio cranked up and stuff like that. But I thought it was a pretty decent song. I you and I were talking prior to this session how we liked the line about he's got his own version of a football team that lets him down every year. <laughs> I thought that we thought that was quite funny.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. I—I'll be honest, I didn't.
1: Being from Michigan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The Lions always letting letting us down. Except for last year. Last year they're starting to look a little little bit better. But yeah, I didn't fully get the line at first when you said that, and then when we were talking, when after you had listened to it, when we were talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They play soccer over there, and soccer is football. So I was like, yeah, I thought that was really clever to connect the cultures, right? Uh something that Brad Paisley's done kind of throughout his career. He's not shy to uh reach across boundaries and try to make connections and trying to like build bridges with people and with his audience. So yeah, I appreciated the song. Um yeah, not like a song that you're gonna jam out to by any means, but it's like I thought it was a good song for a country that's going through some really hard times. A nice message. Um, and speaking of Brad Paisley uh, and speaking of country legends, like he's been around for number of years, member of the grand old Opry. He's sold over mm-hmm. 11 million albums, three Grammy awards, 14 Academy of uh, CMA awards and uh, uh, 14 uh, CMA awards two American music awards. He's big, huge. Um, so he is going to be dropping a new album. Uh, Sometime this year. So I'm guessing that this is probably a single that will be on the album or maybe it's just an off, but it's probably going to be on the new album. Um, Alan Jackson coming out with new music this year. Uh, Garth Brooks will be coming out with a duet album Uh, that has been confirmed too. So that's pretty exciting to see these, these legends people that we've kind of grown up on coming out with new music.
1: Yeah, I'd, actually didn't know that Garth Brooks was coming out with a new thing until the new album until you told me, so it would actually be pretty interesting to listen to that. Going back to Brad Paisley for a second, um I do I will say I have over the years liked a lot of his stuff a lot more than Dirk Bentley's. And I've like, you know, through the years continued to listen to Brad Paisley. He has a lot of songs that I actually do like.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I like him. Um, Speaking of liking him and liking these legends, we thought it'd be fun to kind of reflect on their careers and do our personal top fives uh, for Brad Paisley, Alan Jackson. So this week I will do Brad Paisley, Tyler will do Alan Jackson, and then next week we will flip-flop, and we'll kind of compare in the next week's episode of what our favorites were. So Tyler, do you want to give us your top five Alan Jackson songs?
1: Yeah, sure, I'll go. So, um, I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. So, we'll start at number five and work to number one. Um, at number five, I put Small Town Southern Man. I really like that song. Um, I like the story in it. And number four, I have Living on Love, which is another. I think that's a really good song. I wish more weddings would actually play that song at it, but. Number 3, I put Hard Hat and a Hammer. Um, I really like that song part of that is because I'm a welder and it's it's pretty much a song talking about the importance of blue collar work and I re- I just really enjoy that one. Number 2, I put Mercury Blues. Um, mm. kind of fits the style of songs I like. It's a little bit faster paced. It's kind of fun and you can blast it with your windows down time music and then at number one i i think this one's pretty like indisputable i put chattahoochee it's probably his most iconic song it's a song that i think everyone can recognize in some way shape or form like they they may even if you don't know the exact name of the song there, there's probably some line that you've heard somewhere or seen somewhere so Oh, that definitely. was my top five for Alan Jackson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that song is iconic. I would reckon it's on most people's Alan Jackson's top five list. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for my top five Brad Paisley songs, uh, I'll go through them going five to one. And then I kind of wanted to share uh, a line or a por- portion of the song that, in my opinion, was my favorite part of that song or what like I thought was like the best part of the song so number five is waiting on a woman and yeah i just like that story i like the storytelling aspect of country music so i like how it's this old guy uh talking to this younger guy kind of reflecting on life and the line that i thought that i really like in there is um when brad is singing and then he nudged my arm like old men do because come on like we've all been in those scenarios where like older people are like giving us advice um talking to us and like they kind of like just nudge your arm a little tap give it a tap it's like it's just something that for me i can just perfectly see um happening so i really like just that that line that gives the song a little bit more imagery to it that makes you kind of get lost in it and get lost in the story a little bit more number four letter to me uh i really like the passage. Where he's talking about his teacher and that you should thank her because she spends all this time because she sees like this diamond underneath and she's polishing you so you shine. Um, Because I just think, yeah, it's just super motivating, super encouraging because here's this 17 year old kid that he's writing this letter letter to. And we've, for those of us that have lived through high school, been in those stages, we know what it's like to be very short sighted with your life. Uh, There's so much life to live in you see this teacher, see this potential where a lot of people have written Brad Paisley off and she sees the potential. And now he's a Grammy award winning music artist. So um, I think it's a really heartfelt song. And that song is another one that's really specific with the imagery, with the storytelling. It's not vague, which I appreciate in the music. It really lets you feel the story he's telling, in my opinion. Uh, Number three, uh, he didn't have to be. This is off, I believe, Brad Paisley's first debut ou- or debut album. Um, but it's basically telling the story and I believe it's not... A, I could be wrong because I've read about this before but it's been a while. I believe it's not actually about Brad Paisley but it's about one of the songwriters writing from the perspective of his uh, stepdad. Uh, essentially, it's talking about the struggles of growing up as a child with a single mom and how she's struggling to find love. She's struggling to find happiness. He feels like there's something missing. And here comes this guy that treats them both as part of his family. Um, yeah, it's from his first album uh, who needs pictures from 1999. Uh, and my line there is I'm, I hope I'm at least half the dad that he didn't have to be. So it's, the singer or the writer reflecting on now that he's having kids, like he just wants to be half to the dad that his dad didn't have to be. Um, because it's not his biological dad. And um, as someone that uh, grew up from a broken home, like that, just that line really resonates with me. And every time I hear that song, I tear up a little bit. It's a good song. Uh, number two, I think a lot of people would have expected this to be number one, but it's my number two It's whiskey lullaby, uh, which is, Arguably the saddest country song of all time. um Maybe we'll have to do a list of our like top five or top ten saddest country songs because this has got to be way up there. Um, I don't know
1: if I can think of anything that can top that song. Really, it,
0: it's like the tra- it's like the tragic love story of Romeo and Juliet, but on steroids. In the sense of like, it's so much more tragic and sad. Um, well,
1: especially if you've watched the uh, the music video too.
0: Oh yeah, I I have a friend who he never gets emotional at all, like very rarely. Uh he cries like a baby when he hears this song. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I if it, it it softens the heart, let me tell you, to listen to this song. Uh and my line from from it is the very first line that of the song Brad Paisley of uh he sings the first part of course and then it's Allison Cross uh who sings Uh, The second part. But yeah, it's the first line. She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. Oof. that's He sings the first four, four words. And then he continues. And then you're just like, all right, I'm in for an emotional roller coaster. Like a flood of tears for this rest of the song. It just kind of introduces you. It's like, again, going back to the imagery thing. You can see that image and it's depressing and you know that the rest of the song is also going to be very sad and i like songs that make you feel strong emotions you know um speaking of songs where you feel strong in emotions my number one is uh when i get where i'm going featuring dolly parton uh and the reason why this song is my number one and not the lullaby is because of the passage where he's talking about walking with his granddaddy and he'll match him step for step and all that stuff and then you tell him how he missed him since he left and then he hugs him uh because i can remember when that song came out i think i was like seven or eight years old um and for y'all to know that i was emotion an emotional child i remember listening to that song and like bawling when that line hit because i was like oh, i don't want my grandpa to leave me so then i remember having having to have a conversation with him and be like you're not gonna die or anything like that um, so I, I don't know if I could take it. So it's like that song is just kind of, and he's since passed. So that song just has special meaning for me. And that's why it is my number one Brad Paisley song.
1: I'm not going to lie. I actually wasn't expecting that one. I kind of forgot about that song.
0: I'm not going to lie. When I started making the list, I had forgotten it. Cause I was like, all right, whiskey lullaby has got to be on that list near yeah. the top two. Like I knew that that was going to have to be the case. Um, he didn't have to be was in my mind, uh, too. Cause it's kind of like a, not as much talked about song, but I definitely liked it. And then the rest were kind of like, couldn't quite kind of forgot about that song. Once I saw the, when I get where I'm going, I'm like, all right, that's gotta be my number one. And then the rest of the <laughs> list was kind of having to toil between some songs. Cause there's a lot of songs that could have easily yeah, made this list. He has
1: a lot of really, really good songs that are really relatable. Go, circling back to, um, Letter to me. I think probably one of the things I like about that song is I think everyone can kind of relate to that feeling of if you could go back and give advice to your past self. Like, even I've thought about that a few times now, being out of college finally and like in my career field. I'm like, you know, there's stuff I wish I could go back and tell myself in high school, like that. Yeah, I really find that song very relatable.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us do. Um, Yeah, it's just—I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been there through the heartbreaks when you're a young kid and like it's the end of the world. Um, Through the like, like maybe hiding stuff or something like where he talks about like the skull can and like that kind of stuff. Like,
1: we we've all been through situations, at least one of the situations mentioned in his song
0: exactly and i think that's the that's the cool thing about it is that it lets us uh relate to one another and speaking of relating to one another one way that we do that is through sharing a drink so tyler i'm gonna ask you as we get to close this first episode what is your beer of the week
1: beer of the week well i guess just kick off this podcast um might as well come out with Arguably my favorite beer of all time and so far I have found nothing that comes close to it It's the only beer that's ever been in my mini fridge from the very first day that I bought it And that is a uh, Coors Banquet I think it's kind of an underappreciated beer at least In the part of the country that I'm from you don't see a whole lot of people drinking it You see, I see more people drinking it now because of Yellowstone which kind of gets on my nerves sometimes when I go to buy it because I do feel it's better in the little glass stubby bottle than it is in the can and now that Yellowstone is very popular, it's very hard to find the um bottles in stores, but I feel like it's kind of underappreciated I think a lot of people look at either regular bush beer and or Budweiser or even Miller high life and Coors Banquet just kind of gets forgotten, but I actually feel like, in my opinion, it has a better flavor than Budweiser and Bush and Miller High Life. Those full, um, I want to say like full-bodied or full-flavored lagers, as opposed to like their light versions. Because Coors Light is one of them that I really can't stand. So (laughs) it's kind of funny that I would rather have, or my favorite beer is the full version of it. As but I hate the light version but yeah i would say probably coors banquet would be my beer of the week
0: nice yeah fun fact uh my 21st birthday when i went out with my friends i'm pretty sure that was the first drink i ordered was a coors banquet because my friend recommended, recommended it to me i did not have a lot of prior experience, so I didn't really know which route to go, and I was not disappointed. Which we did have, Coors Banquet uh, for my bachelor party this summer. We too. did, yeah. So that was it's a good pick. Um, my beer of the week. I am going to go with a nice, good, old-fashioned Guinness. Uh, had a nice sip earlier. I was telling you about. Um, it's just a classic dark beer. Uh. I just love how I can go to a place, almost any place in America, and a lot of places don't have like por- porters and stouts. I feel like not, maybe not a lot of places, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I feel like if they're not going to have a type of beer, that's one of the beers that they're not going to have. But Guinness is usually always a safe bet. And for that reason, it is my beer of the week as I prefer dark beers.
1: I like dark beers as well. I think the thing about why you don't see a lot of them is I just don't think a lot of people make them. Like Guinness is probably basically, it's like, to me, it's the Budweiser of stouts, which I like Guinness, don't get me wrong. But I think that's why you see it a lot is because it's like the only one that's really mass produced outside of like when breweries make them.
0: I was debating going your route and listing my favorite beer, but I'm 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 gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for Ooh. a future week. I haven't had it in a while, so it's like I gotta I gotta go back to it, and I need to just let it let it, it, it like saturate re- right in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, reexperience it. It's like that. It's like that old old like T-shirt you don't wear, or like that one pair of jeans. Or that you you just have that one favorite something or other that you don't always have, but then like you go and you like either it's like a favorite article of clothing, you put it back on and it fits just right, or you try it again and it's just the most satisfying thing
0: in the world. Oh one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, no. there Yeah, you gotta you gotta experience it in the moment and we will go over that beer when we get there. So what about you guys? Let us know in the comments what your guys are drinking this week. What is your go-to in terms of beer or other beverages? Are you like Tyler? Do you like your rum and Cokes?
1: Yeah, um, I really like Captain Cokes probably more than I should. But
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, tell us what you're listening to. Uh, what did you think of the new Dirk Bentley album? What did you think of uh, the new songs that came out? Stuff that we missed that you want us to cover? Thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, I am Jay Wolf. I'm Tyler and have a good one. Thank you.